0: People like, are giving me so much attention on our stories.
1: Yeah, bit. you definitely have to make hot pants.
0: Oh, I'm gonna. No, I don't think 40 gram, they're gonna be like
1: hot, hot pants. pants. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Undies. I think they said undies too. Uh, make a nice, I don't know. Make a nice little wool G string. <laughs> <laughs> um well welcome to the this episode of the Vice Stitch. What is it, seven? Seven. Episode 7 of the bisexual Podcast. We're kind of coming coming at you live on a Friday. It's Friday, right?
0: Probably. Friday
1: afternoon. I think. Mm
0: -hmm. Time is
1: meaningless. Days are fake. It's
0: it's not coffee time, so it's not the morning.
1: I have coffee.
0: Damn, I want coffee.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Coffee time is all the time.
0: Coffee time is any time.
1: Any time is coffee time. <laughs> but in, in that vein, I have um, this week's horoscopes.
0: Is it about coffee?
1: No. <laughs> that in that vein? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm hungry. I haven't had lunch yet. Um, so <laughs> it's um, what fast food restaurant to eat at based on your Zodiac sign?
0: Um, I want mine to be A&W because it's the only one I like. But I feel like it's going to be... What's a sad one? Arby's? Is Arby's even still good? Arby's is so good.
1: What are you talking about?
0: I don't know. We can eat the Arby's. Is that even real?
1: They, yeah. There's one in Waterloo.
0: Is Waterloo even real?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty right. sure that's where my dad is.
0: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm. <laughs> you're going to be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I can Arby's? tell you right now. Um, yours is Starbucks.
0: Fuck off!
1: Cancers are very sentimental and loyal people, making Starbucks the perfect fast food pit stop for you. No matter what time of day or season of the year it is, you can be assured that Starbucks will have something delicious for you to eat and drink. And with fall in full swing, the PSL is back in action.
0: First of all, I don't like pumpkin or spices or lattes, so they can go to hell. Second of all, blood money. With (laughs) Nestle. Fuck off. Ugh. Ugh.
1: You're never going to have a good horoscope. No. (laughs) guess if you had to guess what i would guess
0: zebra as a starbucks really so Uh, i'm surprised because you know it's so pretty and popular it's so popular
1: i really loves it um (laughs) no mine is taco bell (laughs) i'm okay with that i love taco bell it's terrible and so good Um, Libras are known for being easygoing yet indecisive, making Taco Bell the perfect restaurant for you. (laughs) (laughs) Its menu includes a wide range of options, so you can be sure you'll find a meal that you can eat. There are also healthier options, so you don't have to ignore your Taco Bell cravings if you're trying to eat healthier. And you'll love its super chill environment where you can unwind with your scrumptious food.
0: See, I've never eaten at Taco Bell because anytime it comes up, people inevitably start talking about their poop. And, like, what Taco Bell does to their bowel movements. And, like, that's just not an association I want with food. And I've just, I've never, uh, yeah, never felt so inclined. That's
1: fair. That's fair. I When I was working um, in the mall, I would eat at Taco Bell fairly regularly. It's good shit.
0: See? Poop. You see, you see what I did there? <laughs> 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 so what's, uh, what's how's your life? How's my life? I mean, I'm... You're unemployed-ish.
1: Yeah, I'm still I'm, I'm working like one one day a week and you're vaguely business. employed. <laughs> mm, I'm a part-time employee. I have had this is my third full day off work.
0: <gasps> Beautiful.
1: Um I've already looked at job postings at least four times. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> There's a place up opening up near me called Slayer Burger. And I think I'm into it just because I could go flip burgers. That's what I'm so good at. It
0: is it Slayer themed? No. What's Slayer up to? Maybe they're starting <laughs> a food chain.
1: Maybe that should be our next week's Odia. What Slayer song are you? <laughs>
0: uh, but don't, don't, don't. Stop working. Stop it.
1: So I have been, I've been knitting. I've been crocheting. I've been binging The Adventures on Graduation. Uh, exciting. I have one episode left. I'm sad about it. I don't know. I cooked. Some food. I okay. swept, did some laundry, you know. Fun. The stuff you do when you don't have a job.
0: Yeah, I guess. How's how's it? How's that dream you? You enjoying it? Are you clothes clean?
1: Yeah. You know, all my clothes are my, my best clothes are back in rotation.
0: Beautiful. <laughs> all the short sleeve button-ups.
1: I can't wear them anymore because my shoulders got too big.
0: Whoa. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Libra problems. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't I can't wear my button-ups because i don't know i just apparently got fucking jacked yeah. yes um You're in, a the buff beginning, buy. in the beginning of quarantine is when i mean i started wearing short sleeves again
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they don't fit <laughs> you should just like put them on and then like yeah. Hulk until they rip <laughs> and then just wear them like that
1: yeah i could start a whole trend.
0: Just, we're, we're, trend, we're trendsetters now.
1: Yeah, just cut the sleeves off and it'll be like a new kind of muscle shirt.
0: Oh, button-up muscle shirt. No.
1: <laughs> Horribly patterned button-up muscle shirts. That is some
0: big old bi energy.
1: <laughs> I'm not going to do that.
0: <laughs> Jesus.
1: Yeah. Um, actually, you know what? I So last week, I put out a call for music suggestions and exactly one person gave me <laughs> any suggestions. So I want to give a shout out to Kim for coming through with some stuff that was weird. <laughs> it was fun, but now that I'm not listening to Michelle Branch all the time, I'm so much less sad. And, like, I'm the so fucks that I part. give are none. <laughs> Behold my field of fucks and see that it is barren.
0: I am so happy for you. This is the energy I want for you.
1: <laughs> what, about, what about you? How's your, how's your life?
0: Um, okay. It's That's okay. I just literally just twenty minutes ago got back from helping my baby brother move into his first house that he just bought. Which is like
1: That sounds fake.
0: Wild. There's two sets of stairs. What? It's it's such a big house. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like a basement and an upstairs?
0: But the basement's on the ground level, so technically it has like an upstairs and then an up upstairs.
1: That hurts my brain.
0: But it's even more, it's like an Escher painting because like you go up two flights of stairs and you look at the door, you look at the window and there's the backyard. So the backyard is like high, but it it's very confusing. It It's like a surrealist painting. It doesn't make sense because you go in at the ground floor.
1: But the ground, ground is higher on the other yeah. side of the house.
0: But like it shouldn't, it doesn't work <laughs> in my brain. My brain cannot make sense of this
1: the house is an optical illusion.
0: Yeah. But anyway, so he got a he got a house. I helped him move in. Him and his partner. It's lovely. I'm very excited for them. I bought them a snake plant. <laughs> um I went on a date, I guess, with that guy that I accidentally started talking to on Tinder. It was a thing that happened. Mhm. It was decidedly not the worst. <laughs>
1: That is a glowing recommendation coming from you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Except I told him he gives off hacky sack energy because I don't know how to flirt. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, the hacky sack itself or, like, the hacky sacker? Just... Is he the ball being kicked through life? Like
0: <laughs> No, that would be me. <laughs> <laughs> he just, he looks like someone who plays or has played hacky sack. Which, as soon as I said it, I was like, that's, I don't, I don't think that's how flirting works. I don't, is that, I don't think so.
1: Don't judge the sack before you've hacked it. (laughs) Or something.
0: Or the hack before you've sacked it.
1: That's hot. Are you going to fire him?
0: (laughs) I don't know. I don't know anything about anything. He's very tall. (laughs) 6'4 is so tall would be tall. But we we were able to I was like, I wanted to kiss him and then I was like up on my toes and he still had to bend over <laughs> <like a lot.
1: laughs> Well he's like a full foot taller than you. Over then. Thirteen inches.
0: Also, quarantine has not been kind to my posture, so <laughs> I would say I've gone down a couple inches.
1: <laughs> That's hilarious.
0: Yeah. So that was fun. We got coffee and walked around various parks and neighborhoods for five and a half hours.
1: That's a lot of hours. Yeah. So you go for a walk.
0: There was intermittent sitting, but it was, it was, it was not it was not the worst. It was, it was a fine thing. Uh, we'll see if he can get past the hacky sack energy thing to <laughs> have a follow up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh dear.
0: It's been so long since I've talked to people. <laughs> We're not you or my roommate.
1: <laughs> oh, that's so good.
0: Okay, so the other thing that I got from this not terrible date is like actually so fucking exciting and relevant to probably all of us, um, and is just it's a it's a by it's a by God's end, <laughs> and it's an app called Chwazi. Anyway it makes decisions for you and it is <laughs> life-changing. <laughs> and so it works is this little screen and then you either like label your fingers as like this is having pizza for dinner or this is having pasta for dinner. I'm holding up different fingers and then you put them on the screen
1: and it chooses one and for it you. picks
0: one. <laughs> and so I'm having pasta for dinner. <laughs>
1: That finger was pizza.
0: Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) I'm having pizza for dinner. (laughs) Um, And you can set it to like different groups or different numbers of choices that are made or different numbers of fingers that are on it. And it's just like, every buy I know needs this. (laughs) Like, do I wear a flannel or do I wear denim today? It'll tell you.
1: But you just have, now you have to remember which finger was which.
0: Yeah. I mean, it can't do all the legwork, bud. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's half the trouble, though. It's remembering so like, you what know, the choices were.
0: <laughs> Next time, you and I are standing in the, cha- the chip aisle, trying to make a fucking decision about what chips we want, and...
1: Sour cream and onion or dill pickle.
0: Mm-hmm. It just does that. Or you said both. Well, you didn't say that. You said, I'm a Libra, you can't make me choose. And then you didn't talk. Until I fucking picked a chip.
1: And then we got both. No. So really, we we won.
0: We did win. But actually, I picked one, and then I regretted it, and then I got the other. And then we put them both back, and we got crispy minis.
1: (laughs) But we got both. We did get both. Ultimately, we got both.
0: Both. Good. But that would have saved us, like, seven minutes. (laughs) (laughs) That's too many minutes. (laughs) I'm very excited about this gift of kind.
1: That's a very good app. Mm-hmm. is it swazi like french
0: um it's c h w a z i i hate that i hate it so much <laughs> but it can't be perfect but it was pretty close <laughs> so you're welcome community <laughs> um and i finished i finished my brother's socks from christmas so i'm pretty excited about that
1: nice before next christmas so like before
0: next christmas you so got I'm it like, under the wire yeah, I had a schedule. No, this but this, these are from last Christmas. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it so that's that's done. So that's great. I gave them to him for his birthday.
1: Nice. Solid.
0: Re gave them to him.
1: You, you um, re-gift somebody their own gift? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> is that is there a word? Because <laughs> they that? fit
0: now. They're new and improved. <laughs> <laughs> um I finished Oh, I made, it. I made this, like, the July, August. What month just happened? August. Oh, August. The, <laughs> the August subscription box um, scarf. And I love it so much. It's not a scarf. It's a shawl. And I just, I don't know. I've never really had a big shawl before. And so I actually added on an extra 50-gram skein. And now it's so big and cozy. And I'm, like, completely obsessed with it. And it's llama and alpaca. Ooh. and silk no linen llama alpaca no <laughs> hang on alpaca merino linen i think it's definitely linen and alpaca anyway anyway it's so soft and i love it i like the color thank you it's like that like really beautiful like golden rod that's super trendy Mm-hmm. So yeah, with the like 150 grams of wool, it is the perfect size for being cozy. Um, that goes on my only house was... Do
1: you have any whips? How's your um, brioche monstrosity coming along?
0: So it's happening. It's it's for sure a thing that is happening. This it looks like this.
1: What the hell is that?
0: Hey, rude.
1: <laughs> no, I meant the um, <laughs> melted shrug.
0: Oh, that. Was like,
1: <laughs> that's not even slightly what I had in mind.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was so mean. <laughs> I worked really hard on this. <laughs> um, for the audio listeners, um, I held up a project of my own design that I've been working on very hard. <laughs> And John responded with, what the hell is that? <laughs> um, but I see now that you were asking about the melted truck, which I no longer want to do. So it is in a pile in my room. <laughs> <laughs> and I will get back at it when I am less tired of it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so what are you, what are you working on? Is this, um, <laughs> this is the September pattern?
0: Yes, it is.
1: So it's a secret.
0: It is a secret, but... And now they know that it's
1: not the melted shrug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, rude.
0: <laughs> anyway, it's it's a it's a three-color brioche, which I have never done before and I'm enjoying immensely.
1: Is this the yarn you were very excited about?
0: It is the yarn I'm very excited about. Um and then my other whip is unfortunately also a secret, but it's also a three color color work project, um, and I'll show you, because I want praise for it, because it's very cool. I held it up to the microphone. I don't know if you know. If <laughs>
1: <about it. laughs> I can I can hear the colors, the <laughs> interplay of the, wow, your floats are so tight. <laughs> no, you don't want tight floats. No, um,
0: it's so pretty. It's, like, pretty and spooky. It's going to be a good. good, like, spooky Halloween sweater.
1: That's so cool.
0: But I've kind of just realized that color work is mostly just yarn management.
1: Tangles
0: Tangles
1: <laughs> I am doing my first color work project
0: Ooh, what you working on?
1: The Corvids 19 <gasps> Cowl
0: That was by disyarning, right? Yeah Yeah, that one's super pretty I,
1: I've i never done, like, color work before stra- Surrounded color work before And it's only moderately stressful
0: <laughs> How's it going? Let's see
1: Oh, it's in the other room Rude I have other stuff that I was going to show you Ooh, show me um, I have some FOs. <clears throat> so I feel like I'll probably bring this up later in the episode and we'll talk about more. But I've started leaving emigrumies in Little Free <laughs> Libraries. So I've been clearing out my my shelf. Are you littering? No. They they <laughs> have been I've left out four. And every time I've gone past, like I leave them on my way to work and then on my way in, like home from work. I like walk by the library again, and they're gone. So somebody's been picking them up. At least, at least one somebody has been touched by my work. (laughs) Has touched my work. Weird. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I also I don't want to leave like the really big ones that I've made because they took a lot more time and effort and yarn. For sure. Um, So I've started making littler, littler friends.
0: Oh, he is so cute.
1: And they're just like good ha-
0: shape. happy little bears. Yeah. So
1: I made a few of them because they take absolutely no time to make. Oh, they're
0: so cute.
1: And then I put a little heart on the butt.
0: That is a heart on the butt. And that's a <laughs> that one of them is bi-colored and the other one is ace-colored. Genderqueer. It's oh. green.
1: The lighting's terrible. It's green I and purple.
0: It's wild. But okay, genderqueer. queer.
1: So I'm gonna make a bunch of these and just leave them in the libraries. Maybe I'll make. That's so fun. Maybe I'll make little tags and be like, a oh, friend. Take yeah. Me, take me home,
0: country roads. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh,
0: so you got a lot of FOs then.
1: Three of those little bastards. Um, I finished the Macy cowl that I was working on. The
0: yes, we saw. The
1: one that Kaiju modeled. And Zuko. And Zuko. Kaiju pulled it off better, I think.
0: Oh, I would disagree.
1: He looks so unhappy. Yeah. She was like, I'm pretty. Take pictures of me. <laughs> but I started making one of the bears and I started making it like the pattern um, was bottom up. Mm-hmm. And it was really annoying because it was like a chain 34 and like make it a circle and work up. And I really, really did not enjoy that kind of construction. So I did it top down for one of them. And as I got to the white part, like, the white stripe in the center. I was forcibly reminded of, um, those, like, red, white, and blue Rocket Pops. (laughs) Yeah. So the next one I'm doing is going to look like a Rocket Pop. Rad. I might have to stick a popsicle stick up its butt. (laughs) (laughs) Because otherwise, it just, like, screams Americana, and I don't want that.
0: True. That is very true.
1: Yeah, that's, uh... I'm still working on the Tanger, but I got distracted by small bear friends.
0: And you're so cute. Unbearably cute. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, color work. How's that? Uh, how you enjoying it?
1: It's fine. I mean, like, I keep getting tangled because, like, doing the locking floats and stuff, mm-hmm. they tangle. And then trying to, like, remember which way to go to untangle, It's it's fine. Every now and then I stop and I just like let it like (laughs) unravel.
0: I now consider myself an expert in the ways of color work. This is not true. But because I've been, everything I've been doing has been color work lately. And so for my my brioche one, my method of avoiding tangles has been to, because brioche is super easy because you're only working one color at a time, Mm -hmm. they still tangle. So I put the two colors that I'm not using inside the project and then only take out the one color that I'm using. So then as you go around, it doesn't tangle. Mm-hmm. And then I put the color back and then take out the one I'm using. It so... doesn't
1: work like that when you're switching every three stitches, though.
0: Well, I know. I was getting there. Okay.
1: <laughs> it's like, uh, that is unhelpful
0: well, to my point. it's plate. not all about you, Libra. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that doesn't help my plate. Um, continue.
0: Um, and then for my three-color color, color works, I um keep the main color on my left finger continental and then I switch off the two main two contrast colors um English style on my right finger and then so that way the floats when I do the floats when I catch the floats which for people who don't do color work it's when you have on the inside of your work there's long strands of the colors that aren't being worked on the right side that hang between stitches. And if they're too long, they can either cause puckering when the stitches on either end are pulled tight, or they can be too loose and be baggy and catch on things when you wear the sweater, or whatever it is. So you catch them with the yarn that you are working to kind of keep them shorter, so they help you maintain your tension and not get tangled on your facial piercings, like mine. You sound like you're
1: speaking from experience.
0: I don't know what you're talking about. This is just a hypothetical that I heard from a friend of a friend whose nose ring is totally fine now. Thank you. It's
1: a true story. I have no friend of a friend of mine. <laughs>
0: um, so I keep my main finger, my main color uh, continental, and then my two contrast colors English. And then anytime I'm catching the floats, I catch both contrast colors at the same time with the black, with the main. So they're always in the same spot. And so the floats aren't uneven sizes and then you go you can like none of this is helpful for audio information but you can really see which way you should be bringing the the catching yarn to catch the floats so it doesn't tangle like you bring it under the one time and then on the next time you go over and that way your yarns don't stay tangled or you're not creating like a twist that hurts my brain so bad i know
1: i also can never remember the difference between like which one is english and which one's continental
0: oh right well basically if you just keep one color like hold them one on one hand and one on the other yeah and and then just work them separately
1: that hurts my brain
0: yeah i think i might do a tutorial video about it just because i'm gonna do more color work
1: you should definitely do that
0: yeah so that's uh that's my life my projects
1: so at work before i was done Mm -hmm. um approximately the only other queer person there kind of asked me um what my queer awakening was (laughs) <laughs> um it was it was very cute but i'm like fuck man which one
0: when did you know
1: when did i know what i have known a number of things
0: that's yeah that's super fair
1: <laughs> like when i was 12 i thought i was a lesbian which turned out to be extremely wrong <laughs> but like even then i wasn't comfortable with the term lesbian hmm. i i didn't identify as a lesbian i mm-hmm liked girls and thought I was a girl and but like that wasn't like a revelation or anything it was just like oh yeah like who doesn't like girls or why wouldn't you like girls um like I I met somebody like I became friends with somebody in grade seven and I was like oh (laughs) and but like it just it made sense to me I was like of course that's a girl person that I like and then I think I did talk a little bit many episodes ago about like realizing that I was trans Mm -hmm. and how that came about like through talking to somebody else that I was dating when I was like 17 Mm -hmm. and then like yeah when when I figured that out that just all kind of fell into place but then like the whole liking boys thing was kind of a surprise (laughs) yeah that one that one was way more confusing to be like oh do I like boys or do I want to be a boy or both and like so, mm, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think I ever had like an awakening, but like looking back, as far as like, in, you know, hindsight is 2020. Digimon. <laughs> the character Sora?
0: I was a Pokemon fan. I never watched it.
1: Oh, Digimon is so much better than Pokemon. Fighting words. This should be, yeah, we'll have a whole poll on Instagram. What was better, Digimon or Pokemon?
0: You're going to make a bunch of buys, choose?
1: Oh, shit. No. Digimon. Um, yeah, so there was a character called Sora. And a character called Matt. and Matt? Matt. Like Matthew, but Matt.
0: No, I'm, I'm familiar with the word Matt, yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, like looking back, I'm like, oh damn, like I had to crush on both of those characters. What about you?
0: I always feel very silly when this comes up because I was just like, I was just doing an astounding number of, astounding amount of mental gymnastics to like convince myself I was straight. Because I like, definitely like boys. And that was just, you either you were straight or you were gay. I just, like, I didn't even know if I was a thing. And I, I liked, I had a boy. I liked my boy. So I was like, well, I guess I'm straight. And just everyone thinks that everyone is so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, yeah, high school was, like, a weird time of me being, like, really trying hard to live up to what I thought straight girls were like. Um, and just, like, every every crush I had, every weird feeling I had it was I could like just I could rationalize away everything um and then how old I was early 20s I don't know 20 23 24 maybe I met this woman through work and I just like no amount of rationalization could explain away these feelings that I had for her like I just I was just like completely completely smitten in every way and like there was there was nothing that would make that make sense other than I am definitely attracted to women, <laughs> um, and then from there everything just kind of fell into place. And I was like, because I so I was with a guy at a time, um, who was bi, and he he introduced me to monogamy at the same time. And so like the discovering that I was non monogamous and discovering that I was bi at the same time just, was just like life changing. Mm-hmm. Um, But like everything made so much more sense all of a sudden. And then I never like. I don't know. I never did the, the coming out thing like that. I don't. It just. I. It's totally validating and totally wonderful for people. For lots of people, and like I support the right to have a big coming out party or a big coming out moment. But like for me, it just it felt like it would be a thing that I was doing for straight people, and like for other people. And like I don't. I don't care. Um. And so I kind of just like stopped not talking about it, and then I just started. I don't know, I just started talking about gay stuff. And eventually everyone else kind of figured it out. And then looking back, all of my life before that time makes so much more sense now.
1: Right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I never really, like, came out until I came out as trans. Like, I've, I've never come out about sexuality. Mm-hmm. I was just like, yeah, I like girls. Oh, I guess I like boys too. And even, like, coming out as trans was, like, I emailed a bunch of my friends and I was like, hey guys, like, I'm a boy now. Yeah. Um. But, like you know, coming out isn't just a one time thing. you come out every time you talk to a new person or you engage in the world, like you're coming out true, and there's so many things to come out as it's exhausting, so I just'm like, you know what, whatever, this is me, fucking take or leave it yeah it's it's a package deal
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's kind of my my thing too, and especially like early on in dating, I would like try to compartmentalize all the like the different aspects of my personality or my identity and just like let little bits out at a time and try to like ease them into it. And now like on a first date, I'm like, I'm queer, I'm ace, I'm not monogamous. Tell me about your relationship styles. Tell me about your attachment styles. Tell me about your communication and your conflict management. Like we're gonna do all this before I get invested. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. And that's been much more freeing. And it's been, it's been a really I've been yeah, I feel both more myself and more, like, that I'm celebrating and not fighting myself anymore, and it also feels like maybe it will prevent me from wasting time, because I'm just not gonna, <laughs> not gonna date people who don't have their shit either figured out or on the road to getting figured out without substantial work required for me.
1: <laughs> Fair. Yeah, that's a a good way to do it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. But I kind of, like, I sort of wish I had a pop culture queer awakening because everyone talks about them and they're all so fun.
1: Like, yeah, like, looking back, I'm like, I can identify, I wouldn't call it an awakening, but, like, queer crushes and stuff. Mm -hmm. But.
0: But Yeah, yeah. my, my childhood bedroom was wallpapered in pictures of... Ginger spice and Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy, because I just thought they were neat.
1: You gotta think for red hands, huh? <laughs> uh,
0: I mean, yeah. <laughs> Though the the woman that was my queer awakening, um, she looks exactly like Willow from Buffy. <laughs> so I think that almost kind of counts as a pop culture queer awakening.
1: Oh my god.
0: Oh, but they even talk the same. Like they they're like a complexion? Yes, their inflection and even the, like the sense of humor and just the like everything. There's she's so fucking Willow. I, I never stood a chance. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> um, so would you like to revisit your your previous thoughts on craftivism?
1: So, I guess it was a couple episodes ago. We talked a little bit about craftivism. Cause I got this book and I was reading it and I was like, "This is littering and everything's garbage." And I was like, it's just kind of in a very negative mindset, <laughs> hmm. I guess, and just, I guess, kind of took it out on the whole craftivism thing. Um, but I, since I have stopped listening to Michelle Branch, I have, re- <laughs> <laughs> I have revisited the book, um, and I felt a lot more inspired by it, um about like the various you know because it's a book of essays by different craftivists and people in different like who do different crafts and so but it's so a week ago I was far more inspired by it and then I was reading it again yesterday and I was like no it's still I still have trouble with it because there's this whole empower people 2020 thing going on have you seen like the purple bandanas
0: I am unfamiliar with this
1: Okay, so there's this whole movement right now and it's like in regards to voting and it's supposed to like get people talking about voting and like it's supposed to empower people and you're supposed to like make these purple bandanas and it's supposed to like spur conversation about politics and the world and bullshit like that. So I went on the website and there's there's nothing and I am it reminds me of the fucking pussy hats. Because it's, it's so performative. If you go on the website, it says, empower people. It's a craftism project aimed at uniting crafters of all mediums to engage people across communities to spark conversation, engagement, and action in the political process to uphold social justice and human rights. Which is great. I love all that. I, we should definitely have conversations and, you know, uphold social justice and human rights. I'm all about human rights. So you go on the site. And there's a button for download pattern. And there's a button for more info. And if you go to more info, it brings you to a bit that says call to action. We will not stand on the sidelines in 2020 and beyond. We are at a pivotal moment in our country and we need to be actively engaged in politics. We will stand united and ready to fight for our rights and the rights of others. We will vote November 3rd. Um, so knit, crochet, or sew the Empower People bandana and wear it proudly while speaking against injustice, at gathering meetings, marching, voting, and it has another button for downloading the pattern. And then it has a bit about commitment, about like embracing humanity, family, community, emphasizing equality, and emancipating equity. And then it has the co-founders and the contributors, and then it has another link to downloading the pattern, and that's it. So there's are, no
0: actual resources. There's no
1: resources. There's no. Support. There's nothing actually for people like to engage with.
0: I was hoping it would be a thing about making voting more accessible.
1: Exactly, and like, like hmm. fucking dates about where to, re- how to register, and where to register, and you know, uh, fucking information about the various platforms, and and like, sure, it's sparking conversation if anybody says anything about it. But you can just you can make yourself a purple bandana and go out and if nobody says anything then there's no conversation. Are you stopping people on the street and being like, "Look at this bandana!" It's because I care about politics. <laughs> like, in theory, I love the idea of this whole thing about empowering people, but there's absolutely no resources. Like, what's the fucking point, man?
0: Yeah. It's like don't yeah, forget to share it.
1: on Instagram. Well, it's like, well, what am I sharing? Uh, <laughs> here's my selfie with my purple bandana. Don't forget to vote.
0: Ask me about my politics.
1: So now I'm mad about it again. Oh no! <laughs> now I'm mad about craftism again.
0: That's that's a roller coaster, bud. <laughs> but no, you're right. Like this, this is not def. This is definitely not setting off the the process and function of craftivism in a in a positive light.
1: I like. I love everything that it stands for. Like I love the idea of the guerrilla kindness and just kind of the idea that like. You can, you can take a small action and it can make a difference, you know, but this isn't enough.
0: So how is that, how is that affecting your, your personal actions of cra- craftivism? Why can't it craftivism? Craftivism.
1: Well, that's the thing too. It's like, yeah, I'm leaving like teddy bears and fucking libraries, but like, what does that do? That doesn't
0: do anything. But I mean, that's giving someone a tangible thing. That's no one's going to, Take that home and be mad about it. Like if someone's taking it home, you've you've brightened their day.
1: But also, and if like they
0: don't take it home, then it's litter. And it's litter. <laughs> but they've all been taken. And they that's have really all been sweet. taken.
1: Yeah. But like that—that's not. In any, it's not political in any way. It's not.
0: Well, you're making them in queer flags. Maybe some little baby queer is like completely feels completely validated because they found their flag out in the wild someone else cared enough about their identity to make a little bear with their flag Mm -hmm. that's huge
1: i just i don't know i'm also i have been i don't know i have all this time off work and so i want to like volunteer so i've put in like an application to volunteer with toronto food not bombs because like it's food It's what i do
0: and it's not bombs it's not bombs which is also what you do.
1: <laughs> yes, I don't do bombs. Um, <laughs> and, like, I've I've seen people using the term um, yarn storming instead of yarn bombing, which
0: Much I can get behind.
1: Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, yeah, like, I just... You know, yarn storming, it also seems like littering. <laughs>
0: <sighs> it can also be very damaging to trees.
1: I don't know if the impact of seeing a pretty thing in an industrial space or like in a in the concrete jungle as it were is is that enough of an impact does it make enough of a difference you
0: know sometimes any difference is better than no difference
1: yeah i just i was feeling good about the craftism craft of it i it's so hard to say
0: it's a real tough word <laughs>
1: I was feeling good about it. I was feeling inspired by it. Now I'm feeling uncharitable towards it again.
0: That's that's fair. That is very fair because it's true and it's it's relevant to our community and it is very reminiscent of the pussy hat thing, which means that people have not learned from the criticism of that movement mm-hmm. and people pointing out the
1: performative nature of it.
0: The performative nature of it, absolutely. And like we're all kind of, I guess they're just. I mean, I assume it's not the same people, but as a community, (laughs) apparently doing it again.
1: Yeah.
0: At least the pussy hat movement, like, at least with the pussy hats, blatant, blatant flaws, very performative, very marginalizing, for sure, but, like, at least that had a concrete impact, like, in the pictures of, with the marches, like, there were marches built around it, like, there were, you you know, like, there were pictures of just the seas of the pink hats, like, there was, like, still that visual. It It was a movement. It was a movement, as flawed and whatever as it was. Like, it was still, it was a movement. And, like, people, there was a visual impact that kind of, like, you could see what it was doing. And, yeah, this individual bandana thing of, like, walking around just, as you say, hoping someone will ask them about their politics, that it, that really just doesn't carry the same, the same impact whatsoever. So, Yeah. Do you think there is a way that craftivism can actually be used for, like, there, is there a way that we as a fiber community can use our art to make a difference?
1: There's, there's an essay in the craftivism book by somebody who made a little knit mouse, and it was around the time of the Occupy movement, um, back in 2010-2011. Um, And they made a little, a little knit mouse and put it up with a bunch of like banners and stuff in like the um, Occupy UK camp. They made a little, a little mouse and it held a little banner that said like down with fat cats (laughs) and it's so cute. I love it. So I don't know. Does it have to have a political statement, like an actual statement to make a statement or is, is it enough to get people talking?
0: I feel like on an individual level there has to be some sort of explicit statement in order for it to be read and received
1: mm-hmm. as being political.
0: But on like on a mass level, like with those fucking hats, like the the visual impact of it was enough because mm-hmm. it was so widespread that so like that it was just Implicitly understood what they meant,
1: Like there's another there's just a little bit in here also about yarn bomb Yukon um, Covered a DC 3 plane Owned by the transportation museum So more than 100 people volunteered to knit crochet and sew the yarn bomb together um, co- like contributions came from all over North America and demonstrated the power of working together and the ability of community art to provide a new way to interact and view museum artifacts. So it's just like a big plane that they covered in yarn. <laughs> and ultimately, like, I, I like the idea of community and people coming together to like con- collaborate and contribute to this like this big piece. But ultimately, like, what does it do? Maybe you forge a few new connections. Mm -hmm. And, like, I feel like it's a shitty thing for me to be saying for this, like, this is a thing that we keep trying to do is, like, build community and bring people together and forge new connections. To what end, specifically, does covering a plane in yarn, like, what does it do?
0: I guess I would rather, like, personally, I would rather see that kind of community Bonding and community action to be put toward things that are usable, like, like donate, like everyone send in a square, like and, yeah. eight by eight square. We sew it together, and then we have blankets to donate.
1: And have, yeah, and, exactly. And like, there's there's a bit in here where people have done that, or mm-hmm. there's like you know the ace memorial qu- quilt.
0: Oh yes, right? yeah, like, absolutely.
1: So there have been things where people have come together to like create, and like that that is a lot different than fucking covering a plane in yarn. Right, like the like memorializing, and just like the scale of it, right? Mm-hmm. And like that, you can't ignore. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I, I'm so back and forth on this whole thing. Like I was so inspired by it, and then just not.
0: I mean, you can simultaneously be inspired by and criticize or Critical critique of, something. Yeah. That's how. That's how progress is made.
1: Mhm. And like there's um a, a bit in here about somebody who's whose whole thing is um ugly on purpose. Um so she started this project called Mighty Ugly. Um and it's just to make things without being worried about how it's going to look. Oh no, no, no. Nope, 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 to alleviate like fear of getting things wrong and doing things wrong and making things ugly and making things bad
0: i so support that idea but just thinking about it is making me sweaty
1: (laughs) i don't know i i don't i have a lot of thoughts and i'm still trying to parse a lot of them
0: Mm -hmm. i'm enjoying this kind of periodic update on your process with this (laughs) because it's, it's really interesting
1: yeah, because, like, it was literally last week where I was, like, I'm so inspired and, like, mm-hmm. and I'm now, like, oh, fuck it.
0: <laughs> and I'm curious. I'd be very curious to hear what other people think about this as well.
1: Yeah, yeah like, I, I, I want to engage more around this because it's one thing for me to sit here and shit all over it. <laughs> like, I, I want to know what other people think. Maybe yeah, I'm like, completely wrong.
0: Yeah, like, have you participated in any, like, craftivism?
1: Yarn storming. Any yarnstorming? Real kindness like action.
0: Yeah, like either on an individual or a or on a bigger scale level. Like, let us know your experiences. Since we're on the thread of community conversations, do we want to talk about the word bestitual? Do we? And the reactions? There's a discussion on Instagram um, last week that was about words that some areas of the community use and really shouldn't because they are wildly inappropriate, marginalizing, and frankly offensive.
1: Not theirs yeah. to use.
0: hmm not used to use and also just ugh, just ugh. Um, and so some of those words were like crocheters referring to themselves as hookers. Um, should we, I don't know, like the what's up my knitters? um Um, what was the
1: other one yarnaholics and addicts yarnaholics
0: and things like that are either appropriating aave appropriating slurs that are not yours to use or making light of addictions um which are all things that affect real people in our community and like i firmly believe that those words absolutely need to be phased out like not even phased out just stop just cold 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 stop just stop it's not cute stop um but one of those words in the conversation was bisexual and uh, <laughs> <laughs> the the hmm, the responses that i saw personally were infuriating <laughs> um i don't know i i wanted to open it up to our our queer community to discuss do we need to discuss this where are we even going with this
1: we're not changing our podcast name
0: we're not changing our podcast name. we're
1: both bisexual <laughs> we both name crochet we are both bisexual yeah we, I... we embrace it and we are part of the community that can use these terms
0: and the what, what was frustrating to me was that the the response this the person i don't i don't think we need to name names but the the person who had started this conversation um, which is in many ways a very valuable conversation, was admittedly or self, self-IDed as straight um, and said that they, they this is not their area and they are open to learning um, and were looking for feedback on bisexual and whether that's an okay word. And the responses were um, frustrating, I guess. Um, and along the lines of, bisexual is an okay word to use because the word bisexual is not offensive and if you think bisexual is offensive then then you there then,
1: are some things you should look into
0: yeah um and so basically the the community or at least in the the response the consensus of the people who responded to this post was that the word bisexual is not offensive and anyone can use it and therefore bisexual is not offensive and anyone can use it and Obviously, well, I fully agree that bisexual is not an offensive word, just because it's not offensive doesn't mean that anyone can use it. You cannot call yourself bisexual if you are not bisexual. Straight people cannot say, oh, I'm so bi because I don't drive and I sit funny. Like, <laughs> no, you're bi-, you're bi if you're bi, and otherwise, stop. Um, so my opinion, and of course this will differ by person and by community. But my opinion is that bi is for by folks or multi spec attraction folks who do more than one craft can use biStitul. That is the word that is our word. Um and like John and I are both bi, we're both queer. We both knit and crochet and do other shit. Like we are we are bi um, but more importantly, like for this podcast, like we, we use it to signal that we're queer and we're using, like, we're using the word bisexual to signal that we are queer fiber folks and we are looking to reach other queer fiber folks. Like we're not, it's different if we were two straight people being like, haha, vestigial. It's so cute. Cause it sounds like we're queer. <laughs> like it's not like we are we are using this word to signal to our community and to form a community and that that is a valid and non-offensive use of the word in my opinion um but i think
1: this also it also opens up to a larger conversation about like language policing and who gets to say what words you can and can't use right like this is one person who took to instagram to say I don't think we should use Hooker. And, like, this is a person with a large platform Mm -hmm. who went and said, I don't think we should use Hooker. And that's what they started out with. And, like, yes, no, we shouldn't use that term. (laughs) And, like, um, there was another person on Instagram with, like, again, a fairly large platform who took that into consideration and changed their brand, Mm -hmm. which is very cool. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's the kind of thing that people should be taking away from this. Right, so I think I think it just ends up being like a larger conversation about, and that's that's what it should be as a conversation, absolutely, not just one person being like, "Hey, that's mad," because they're, they, they're wrong.
0: They're <laughs> wrong. It it would be I would find it unpleasant and unwelcome if straight people were using bisexual, but queer folks, I think it's it's ours. It's a fun, cute thing that we have. We don't have many things, we can fucking have this. (laughs) Yeah, I had to get that off my chest because I was real mad. (laughs) Um, But as with anything, we welcome your feedback. And if you have differing opinions on the word by sigil and whether it is offensive or not, we are super open to hearing that. Um, And we are easily accessible on every platform.
1: Except for Twitter, don't talk to me on Twitter. I I don't understand Twitter, I'm so sorry.
0: I think the last cha- last tweet I saw On the bisexual account was John tweeting I'm so bad at Twitter I'm so sorry
1: Because we had like all of- all these people Followed us I apparently didn't have Notifications on or something I don't know <laughs> um, And I didn't know that We have fuck like, 20 followers or- That's not a lot but like That's that really is not a lot More than I can handle on Twitter Because <laughs> I don't understand how Twitter I works I should just delete this fucking Twitter is what I, I mean, should
0: do Honestly probably
1: But I just want to keep the handle
0: yeah yeah, just put it on private and then don't let anyone follow it. <laughs> and so no one else can have the handle.
1: Just don't talk to me on Twitter. I'm so sorry. I don't understand it. Okay, I've tried. Well- I've tried for so many years. I've had Twitter for like 10 years. And I still just don't get it.
0: That's rough, buddy. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, <laughs> talk, talk to us. Talk Come to us on a- anything other than Twitter. Slide and- into our DMs. But not Twitter DMs, Instagram DMs. <laughs> <laughs> or join a Discord. Um with so many people and everyone's chatting and sending pet pics and it's great. Also you're on pics, which is fine. <laughs> it's
1: fine, whatever. That's um, the whole reason we started building this community.
0: Um and joining our Discord is a good way to keep up with our bi-weekly stitch nights. Which nights, yeah. had two of
1: this episode comes out the day before the next thing. Stitch
0: night we had two stitch nights and they were lots of fun so you should come have fun with us also if you want if you're feeling like you want to be part of the discord but you're worried about having to like join a group where everyone already knows each other don't worry it's totally chill I would say about half the people have never posted and just kind of like hang out and lurk and that's fine because if it was not my own discord that is exactly what I would be doing So if you just want to come and hang out and see what's up, you don't have to post, you don't have to engage, you don't have to do the stitch night. So you can just come and see all the pet pics and yarn. Okay, I'm done. I'm tired.
1: Okay. (laughs) Uh, Thank you for listening to this seventh episode of the Bistitchal podcast. You can find our show notes, including photos and links to patterns and designers and things we talk about, on our website, Bistitchal.ca. We're on Instagram as at Bistitchal Podcasts. You can find me at Underscore dangerous John and Kelsey at Kelsey Grammar 23. Please consider leaving a rating or review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts to help us reach more disaster queer young folk. And also join our Discord server. You can find an invite on our website or in the link on our Instagram bio. Come tell us about your queer awakening.
0: And your cats.
1: And your cats. <laughs> we did this last week. We talked about all the different animals that we want to hear about.
0: Which is all of them.
1: All of them. We want to hear about all of the animals.
0: <laughs> they don't even have to be yours. Like, tell me Cap-a-bear facts.
1: Ca- cool. Yeah, do that. Do- <laughs> dogs you've pet? Um, <laughs> um.
0: Did you see any snake in the garden? Tell me about it. Fun fact. As a kid, I always had gardener snakes were called gardener snakes. And I always called them gardener snakes. And then because I have a very visual thought processing thing, I always like would call them gardener snakes and then picture them with like little farmer hats. That's so cute. And so every time I see a snake that doesn't have a farmer hat, I'm disappointed.
1: <laughs> there there can be your craftivism project is making little tiny farmer
0: hats, hats. for snakes. snakes.
1: <laughs> hats for snakes.
0: That's my movement.
1: Because <laughs> they don't, you don't want to let them get sunburnt on their well, noggins.
0: They can't even blink. They don't want the sun in their eyes. Yeah,
1: and big. Big brims. Big brim
0: straw hats.
1: (laughs) There you go. There's the movement.
0: Hats for snakes. We're done. Finish the episode.
1: (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Bye.